Hey friends, this is Musing Methodist, where we discuss important issues and topics for Christians to ponder. My name is John Duff. I'm the assistant pastor here at Centenary UMC in Danville, and today we're talking about truth and how we as Christians should stand for truth in the age and era of fake news. And I'm Chris Morgan. I'm the senior pastor here at Centenary in Danville, and we are looking forward to spending the next few minutes with everybody. Yeah, so it's exciting. And Kathy's with us too. Hey. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Our Carol and are they sitting on the couch? Oh, she's the answer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I always forget about the delay. Just say hi and let us know if you're sitting on the couch, if you're watching and listening, or wherever. You don't have to tell us where you are. That's kind of, kind in, of invasive, right? Of kind privacy. Of but, anyways. So we like to start by just saying how have our weeks been, and we kind of had a long holiday weekend, so Kathy wanted us to share how our long weekends were. So Chris, my long weekend was quiet. Okay, we had, we had uh, our family go and see the new granddaughter, and mm -hmm. um, so I've only gotten to see the new granddaughter once. Okay. I'm going to plan in the next hopefully seven days or so just to drive down for a day and spend some time with her again but um, she got to see an aunt that yeah. uh, she had not met yet and so Melinda and wait Madison and a great aunt a right? great aunt oh yes. that's cool or a grand aunt depending on oh, you know, how okay. one uses the language I don't know how to use the language your, your grand like aunt would be your grandfather's What's or grandmother's sister yeah. or brother your grand aunt or your grand uncle yeah. The you. <laughs> yeah sorry there was something in the way of me being <laughs> kathy and so i wanted to be able to see kathy so i moved it so the grand aunt came and saw so melinda's sister yes awesome cool cool sweet how about you kathy how's good. your weekend yeah oh, yeah you chill i chill go to the beach not go to the beach no because you don't have the covid shot yet. <laughs> no covid shot yeah i'm hearing two, two restrictions um yeah yeah, I just kind of binge watched, and I was thinking, trying to think of what I found on Netflix some series that I can't even tell you the name of, and I okay. totally binge watched it on Saturday, which was the perfect way to do it day to do it because of the weather. Yeah, true, true, cool. That's just kind of it. Well, Sunday after church, I went up to my sister's, and I actually refinished one of her tables for her. I sanded it down and stained it and refinished it so i was excited about that that was fun and then i actually got to hang out with my nephew a little bit yesterday which was very fun so that was cool and various various other things but those were the highlights so it was a good weekend so also this weekend the nfl was going on there was playoffs kathy do you watch nfl playoffs chris do you watch my NFL team's playoffs? On it, so no. okay see but i wanted to mention i'm a green bay fan and so Green Bay won, and I was excited about that, um, which was pretty cool. And Tom Brady's team, Tampa Bay, won also, which I was not cheering for. But so it's going to be a showdown in the NFC final against Tom Brady and Aaron Brees, Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. And so it's going to be Aaron cool. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What did I say? Brees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brady already beat the Saints. So. Sure, Brees. So I'm excited for that. 
I was also kind of cheering for the Browns over Kansas City, but they didn't win. So Kansas City won. But, okay, we don't have to talk about NFL anymore. So, Chris, do you want to introduce our news segment? It's not a good news segment. <laughs> it's a strange news segment. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, so in our strange, our, our news of the strange, a California man was discovered this week to have been living in the Chicago airport. I saw that. For yeah. three months. For three months? And, and his the reason he gave for this was he lives in California. He was coming home, but he didn't want to go to California. He was afraid of COVID. So he decided to live in the airport. Okay. So he's afraid of COVID. So he lives in one of the areas where people come in and out a whole lot. From all over the world, from all over, all the, over the state, from all over the United States. And he managed to acquire a badge from a, from a worker who reported it stolen, uh, but he got passengers to give him food like every day yeah. for three months. And my, my favorite... Uh, and he was in a... Restri- it says he's in a restricted area of the airport. Yeah, he's, he's in the sealed off area. It's supposed to be airport. secure. <laughs> and this random man, he's, he's also 33, so part of me is like... Why are you scared of COVID? But anyways, go. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite paragraph in this story has to do with the judge. He's brought before the judge. Okay. And uh, Cook County Judge Susanna Ortiz expressed surprise at the unusual circumstances of the case. So if I understand you correctly, she said, (laughs) you're telling me that an unauthorized non-employee individual was allegedly living within a secure part of the O'Hare Airport Terminal from October 19th, 2020 to January 16th, 2021, and was not detected. I want to understand you correctly. And I would have hated to bend the guy that had to answer that question. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, like this is, airports are supposed to be secure places. That's almost kind of scary in a way. Yeah. You know what? Go ahead. Wasn't there a Tom Hanks movie? <laughs> about being in the, the airport. airport. Yeah, about being in the airport. I can't you know, remember what movie that was. You know, airport for like a couple months. You know, that's what I'm th- like. That would be kind of cool. Like, do you think we could pull it off, man? <laughs> I don't know. I can. I, I can sleep. We look like normal people. Like, if I didn't shave for three months, yeah, I might look a little. That would be tough. They have razors at. No, they probably don't. Well, yeah, at, they have at the stores. Yeah, at airports, we yeah. can do that. That'd be cool. But you know what? It I'd rather hop a train. Yeah. Oh, okay. It reminds me of, uh, do you know that book, The Mix-Up Files of Mr. Basil E. Frank Weiler? Have you all, okay, when I was a kid, I read it. It's about, like, two kids that, like, live in a museum. They, like, go into the New York Museum and they just live in there. I don't know. They run away from home or something. I forget the entire plot, but I just remember that. And I thought that would be cool, living in a museum for, you know. And they had to, like, climb into the bathrooms and they would like stand on the toilets when the guy came through at night so they can see him that was part of the story i wonder how this guy got past security well he had a badge that was part of it oh in airport well airport like it's 24 7 yeah Yeah. whereas like uh, a, a museum not everybody's in there. Maintaining your sanity would be hard because they play the same announcements over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like by the time you've been there for two hours, you think if I hear about the unattended baggage <laughs> any more, I will yeah. literally scream. Yeah. Uh, 
but you, I mean, you got internet, you got power, and <laughs> he got people to give him food. And he had said he stole some. He said he less than five hundred. That's pretty good on three months three living months, on less yeah. than five hundred dollars, though. That's pretty incredible. So, yeah. But interesting story. So next time you go to the Chicago O'Hare Airport, remember it was somebody's home. Yeah, and for three maybe, months, maybe uninvited. Someone, maybe someone's there who's just living there. So, anyways, but so that was pretty fun. Our main topic today is we're talking about truth. So we're, we're trying to ask questions of, one, is there objective truth? Which is a huge, maybe philosophical question that we're not going to get too deep into philosophy. But how do we, as Christians, engage in, in the world and the culture at large uh, as we stand for truth? How do we stand for truth in an era of fake news when different people claim different things about what's going on and then they say oh your side's fake news or my side's or this other's not my side but <laughs> the other side is fake news um how, how do we as christians engage in that and so uh well i want to talk about important. truth yeah as uh, the, the whole idea of truth is something that's much much larger than we're going to be able to get into today and okay. and the way you just expressed it is is what would be known as as the correspondence um, view of truth. That is that relationships between thoughts and statements do in fact relate to things and objects in the world. That okay. that true statements correspond to things as they are, and that's one of the views of truth. Like just, living in reality is that what you're saying? Yeah, living uh, that that you know, if I say there is a chair on this side of the room. Then, then there is an object that that corresponds to my statement, okay. to my belief. Yes. Yeah. Um, there, there are really four other schools of, of thought about truth, plus some minor schools. Uh, uh, some people say that that the consensus view. He's trying to prove that he's he's trying to prove that we have thought about this. Yeah, we're educated. So, so, so go ahead. The, go ahead. the consensus view of truth would be. Truth is whatever the consensus says it is. Mm. And so yeah. if I say there's a chair on that side of the room, but the three of us come to the consensus that there isn't, that in fact we're going to pretend there's not a chair there or call a chair uh, an Oompa Loompa or something like that, then then our our consensus view would be what would be the truth. There's also, you know, the the idea that truth can only be truth when it fits within a system. And so so we're not denying that that truth is a really powerfully deep kind of a of a of a notion. Mm -hmm. Um and that that you know in the in the Middle Ages uh, in ancient times we, we've got Socratic and non Socratic truth. We've got Thomas Aquinas and his understanding of truth. We've got in more modern times, uh, Kant, Kierkegaard, Nietzsche, Heidegger. You you got yeah. all this stuff. So yeah. so truth is a difficult. Uh, we're we're not pretending it's not a difficult situation. So philosophers uh, and theologians have talked about it for yeah. ages, for a long time, and today we are talking about it, um, and we think this is important. Because like we said, we kind of live in the era of fake news now, where people claim fake news a lot. And we as Christians, it's important for us to look at truth um, objectively. We are called to an objective truth, to live in the truth, and to be a beacon to others. Because um, Jesus says, I am the truth. So that in and of itself makes this 
issue it should matter to us and it affects the way we live in the world so um if we ask the question of is there is there really objective truth um i think we have to say yes because philosophically if we say there is not objective truth like everything is subjective then that in and of itself is an objective truth right does that make sense so there would only be one objective truth which is there are no objective truths yes which is just ridiculousness and so so it, it's silly to object to the idea <laughs> object in a different way <laughs> of, of objective truth and so uh yeah that's important so we won't say much more about that because we that's kind of flows logically i think um at least we think and right? we go about life believing there's objective truth yes like absolutely. if i am halfway to church mm -hmm. and i realize that i have left the pot in which i have cooked my eggs for breakfast on on the stove yeah i believe objectively that this could create a fire hazard which could burn my house down yeah and so i act upon that belief which is a rational belief yeah um so most of the things we do yeah so so that that leads us really perfectly into the next question of how do we know truth and, and chris's example there is like okay i know that i left this and i know that this will cause a fire right and and when we think about how do we know truth uh, we can talk about making proofs and in one category of study like mathematics there are proofs to prove mathematical theorems and this is always like this and we can prove this but in most areas of study um, thinking of science or um, history we can't prove things in that matter rather we look at the evidence and gather from the evidence and then we create things like theories like the theory of relativity it's it's not like this proven thing but it's like this is the way the world is and we've gathered all this evidence we've done different science experiments doesn't have to be science but um and we've come to this conclusion similar thing with history right like we look at the evidence of say we're looking at the mayan civilization we look at their artifacts we look at their writing we look at all these different things and then we come to conclusions which aren't like we know a hundred percent sure this is the way it is but this is what the evidence points to does that make sense mm -hmm. so so this is how we come to conclusions about truth is we look at different uh evidences and then there's also like a relational thing too so like how do you know like that your wife loves you or your husband loves you and you have this kind of relational evidence and can you prove that uh in, in a in a mathematical way like that's a little different but but we have these evidences uh that we know right and there's also there, and we're not big on authority yeah um in in the united states uh, we we like to to be our own authority especially as protestants we don't have a pope every one of us is yeah. our own little pope and we love to protest <laughs> yeah that's that's where our name comes from because we like to protest we, yeah we like to protest to protest about everything that that we know but there's this idea of authority mm -hmm. and um and we can't always investigate everything uh when i have an ear infection and my doctor yeah. gives me an antibiotic i don't need to read the history of antibiotics 
I don't have to know how antibiotics mm -hmm. work. I have to trust that my doctor understands antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my doctor understands what's wrong with me. And yeah, you could spend But weeks. you also trust that doctor because you can see that they have a degree also. You can That's see they have a degree it. and so, you've probably yeah. been to the doctor before. Yeah. yeah. And you, you understand the relationship to be one that's beneficial for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's a very important point here. And so kind of as we move along, so to find truth, to look for truth in this world, in, in the culture, in, in the world of news, um, it's important as Christians to engage critically, uh, thoughtfully, rationally, and openly look at all the evidences. Um, so, for example, like faith in Jesus, like this is a very important point. Faith in Jesus, Jesus never calls us to a blind faith. Like, he never says, like, just trust in me um, and, and don't look at the world around you and don't come to kind of a, a rational idea of the world. He doesn't say, like, obviously he says, trust in me, but... You, but he says, love it? the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. The, the mind is an integral part of the way that we are to love God. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, yeah. So that over, helps. over time, people have, have talked about this leap of faith, this yeah. blind leap of faith. Soren Kierkegaard, which we don't like. <laughs> the, the, that part of it. I like Kierkegaard in general. In Sorry. general, in general. Yes. But he's a philosopher. The blind leap of faith century, is, but. is not, um, you know, the, the true question is, is Christianity true? Mm -hmm. And to answer that question, um, it would seem to me that if you're, if you're intent on taking a blind leap of faith, yeah. you, you could leap in any direction any dire yeah. blindly. Um, but if you ask the question, is there a God or is there not a God? If there is a God, does this God want to be known or want not to be known? Is yeah. this, if this God is interested in self-disclosure, how might this God disclose himself to, to creation? Yeah. And uh, is the incarnation uh, and and a reasonable way that God might do this. Yeah. Is Jesus of Nazareth a reasonable picture of what we might expect of the incarnation? Yeah. What about the church that has that has existed yeah. for centuries and centuries and, and baptized people and, and served communion and anointed the sick and prayed for one another? Yeah. Like what about this evidence that that belief in this system has brought uh, everything from hospitals to uh, the 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 science that that produced glasses, you, you yeah. know, has has come to us from people who believe um, yeah. in in Jesus and the world of, mm -hmm. of Jesus. Yeah, and so the call to Christian faith is not a call to abandon rationality. It's not a call to abandon science. It is not a call to abandon um, anything uh, like that. But um, and, and despite sometimes there are some fundamentalist Christians or, or maybe that's even a little bit harsh to say that. But there are some Christians that pit science versus Christianity or versus faith. Uh, but that is not the, the general history of Christians. And, and I think of go back to Thomas Aquinas in the 13th century. He talked a lot about faith and reason uh, coming together. Uh, reason is joined with faith as we look at different types of evidences. So with this, as, as pastors, Chris and I would say, don't 
like we we call we want to call you to faith and to trusting in Jesus, but we also call you to a logical viewing of the evidence, and also like, um, if if you have different ideas, come to us and talk to us. Like we'd love to talk with you and engage uh, about different ideas, um, and and about doubts or anything in the faith. But that's not the huge issue of why we're here today. Um, if if we continue so so we look at different evidences so how do we as christians engage the world in the era of fake news uh when everyone wants to believe their own truth and and this is is has been around for a little bit but it's also it's kind of a, a interesting idea so how do we engage that culturally like you have some thoughts well my first thought is that earlier today i introduced John to Monty Python's dead parrot sketch <laughs> and uh, John Cleese comes in to, to the pet shop and he essentially says excuse me you sold me a dead parrot yeah. um, and the pet shop owner says no he's not and John Cleese says yes he is this is a deceased parrot yeah. this parrot has joined the choir invisible this parrot is no more it has ceased to be yeah. and no, it's not. He's just resting. No, he's not resting. He's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so we've we've got almost with within our culture at this point uh, the idea that if we say it, then it carries a kind of truthful authority. Yeah. Behind yeah. it, um, and that in itself is relatively yeah relatively new. Yeah. Uh, it used to be that that we could agree on facts, and most of the the philosophers that we've talked about believed that there really was something to argue about. And arguing is not about whether something happened or not, or uh, you know whether whether something was dead or not, but yeah. but but how to view things. And so, yeah. uh, in an area, that era in which we uh, have have people on on all sides claiming fake news, fake news, um, how do we engage? How, yeah. how do we pay attention to the voices that we listen to? Because most people, you know, we've got jobs and we've got families. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to be able to research uh, everything about the yeah. coronavirus vaccine yeah. that I will receive. Yeah. I have neither the time uh, nor the nor the energy or the effort to, to see how they put this vaccine together to yeah, yeah. to research how every element of it. So so ultimately, I've got to have faith in something. Yeah, yeah, someone. So authority. Yeah. So so a couple of thoughts on how we engage in that is that one, uh, we engage in a critical manner, meaning being discerning and looking at the evidence um, and weighing the evidence, um, searching for truth. And so part of this uh, means. Um, look at a variety of news sources so we all know that different news places are might be biased in in one direction or the other and it's hard to present news that's not biased honestly and so looking at a variety and not just those um sources that hold your own views um and that's really important and no we're not saying just doubt something automatically when someone says something it's not like okay doubt or be critical of yourself a hundred percent but look at all more of the evidence you can't engage in all the evidence that's what chris is saying um but it's never been easier to live in your own bubble yes than it is now it's never been easier to find 
viewpoints that agree with your own yeah than it is now it's easy to google something and be like that's what i thought and there's there's a web page that said what you think and so you're just like i've got evidence now mm-hmm. right and a lot of people view it as as a or b yeah. yeah and and i don't think that we're we're talking about a or b i think we're talking about a through z plus a a through a z plus yeah. plus b a yeah. there's a huge range of things that people can believe that they can find reinforcement for that belief yeah. in and so uh it's never been easier to find someone who speaks somewhat authoritatively yeah uh that believes what you already believe and yeah. and uh it's a good thing to search out a variety and and i think uh understanding that we do have a loyalty we we feel loyalty to our side no whatever our side is or whatnot oftentimes we feel loyalty to that and that kind of corrupts our can corrupt our view of truth because we want to be loyal to said side or said person um but then if they say something that's not true we kind of like correct that and and so we had a kind of a case study on this that Chris was going to share. So you want to go into that? Yeah, we. Some of you may remember uh, the figure of Harold Camping. Uh, Harold Camping um, believed that he knew when the end of the world was to occur, mm-hmm. and so initially he said that the end of the world was to occur on or around September sixth, nineteen ninety four. Well, September sixth, nineteen ninety four came and went. And the world still was. Um, He said, oops, I made a miscalculation. I was wrong. Uh, The end of the world is coming October 2nd, 2005. Did people believe in that time? And people believed in that time. And October 2nd, 2005 came around and behold, the world still was. Yeah. Okay, so after being wrong twice... Harold Camping announced that the end of the world was to occur October 21st, 2011. Mm-hmm. And his followers sold all of their possessions, bought RVs, painted along the side of their RVs, the end of the world was coming October 21st, 2011, yeah. and and drove around the country. Some people may have seen these, these RVs. Yeah. So despite the fact that he had been incorrect in his prediction twice, twice already. it made his believers even more committed to 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 his cause to yeah. his his prediction um which in in a logical kind of way seems ridiculous yeah to us Be, because this is a case of where loyalty to this person no matter what this person said like trumped like thinking about things critically and and looking at the evidence Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, there so. was there was this extraordinary loyalty to him, to his way of thinking, to his way of explaining things, um, and there are there are people who are now embittered uh, because they gave up everything, yeah. believing believing his word. Yeah. Uh, and, and a little bit of critical thinking, yeah. and a little bit of looking back at what had happened previously, yeah. uh, could have kept that from. Could have kept yeah. that from happening. But we as humans like the simple answer, and sometimes the simple answer is just to like go all in on something rather than engaging critically. Um, and so as Christians, we are called to uh, loyalty to Christ, but not 
a blind faith again we mentioned that as well as loyalty to seeking out truth and in reality and engaging in a world um in a way where we are seeking to seeking out truth and then standing up for that uh and and beyond simply this is a bad way to engage in the world and truth at all um christians who disengage with reality who don't think critically about events around us, I think we do really major damage to the witness of Christ uh, in the world. Because if Christians uh, believe, we'll say, conspiracy theories or, or things that the wider world is like, that, that's silly, um, then we, like, they already think that about our faith generally. Like, they think, oh, Jesus is a conspiracy theory. The virgin birth, that's not going to happen. But then when we go and are easily trapped in conspiracy theories or believing one person when everybody else says, no, that's not real. When when one person says this, then the rest of the world is going to be like, yeah, see, that's what we thought about Christians. And and so it's it, it's very important to engage and to think critically. Do you want to say a little bit to that? I, I just uh, right now, uh, the QAnon um, yeah. phenomenon that is happening in in the United States is an interesting phenomenon um, that is that is unchristian. It is yeah. uh, it, it's been described by one theologian as the the conspiracy theory, the heresy that is coming to your church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and every church in America, and some people don't even know that what they're espousing. Our, our, our QAnon theories and yep. the 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 basis of that is uh, the idea that there is this person with Q level clearance that is dropping information and this information is somewhat nebulous, somewhat encoded. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. But when it's wrong, that's only to throw people off the trail of who mm -hmm. Q is. So even when it's wrong, that reinforces this idea that that Q is dependable and trustworthy and, and who he says he is. Yeah. Um, and that there is a... But he won't tell you beforehand. Child yeah. eating. Yeah. There, it's, it's, there's a child eating cabal uh, that is in charge of, of global affairs. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's just, it's a fascinating thing for people to believe. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you as a pastor, okay. <laughs> as a pastor, I believe in the empty tomb. Yeah. I believe that Jesus was crucified, that he died, Absolutely. that he was placed in the tomb, and that the tomb was empty because God raised him from the dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is not just an idea for me. Yeah. This is what I believe to be objective truth, yeah. that, that, that this actually happened. And when Christians at Easter post the tomb is empty, yeah, and then two days after Easter, yeah, post... Um, about a cabal of child-eating elites yeah. that are that are running global society. Yeah. Um, it makes me it makes me wonder how our witness, yeah, as Christians, is being taken in the world. Absolutely. So that, that's so important, and it does matter. Just, for our yeah, witness. we have to be thoughtful. We have to be critical, and. Even the word rational is important to as Christians because belief in Christ is rational. If we look at the evidences, it just makes sense. Um, the, 
uh, empty tomb. There's so much evidence for that. Um, but the world will point at us if we go on believing conspiracy. If we're easily brought by some wind of teaching, they're going to say, see, those are those silly Christians that just go after any, you know, odd theory, just like they believe in the incarnation or the virgin birth or, or whatever. And so that's important. And we, we have to represent Christ well. And he never calls us to not thinking critically or rationally. So, And we've probably all been duped from time to time. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. We've all believed things that we shouldn't have believed. Especially me. I remember as a young pastor, yeah. somebody could come in and tell me any story. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you you were a sniper at the highest levels of government. And yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know all this. And then eventually the story sort of falls apart. And you think to yourself, I was just taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just taken. This was not true. So, uh, so sometimes it takes a little bit of humility to say, okay. I was wrong on it takes humility yeah. to change our minds too but that that's the call to all of us from christ like repentance and and coming to conversion is changing our minds and so we have to be open to that if we expect other people to be open to that right like we have to we have to think so that's that's our conversation on truth and and looking for truth and how do we as christians engage in truth in the wider world um sound good there's a lot of noise out there. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Absolutely. And so uh, the truth is incarnate in a person. Yep. And there are a lot of voices that are calling us to make that person secondary or tertiary. Yep. Um, but we who are believers are called to put Christ first. Yeah. And to live in ways, to believe in ways that honor him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's that's our commitment. Yeah, that's absolutely. And uh, I think that's the commitment of those who are growing in grace, yep. in faith, and hope, and love. Absolutely. So, man, good discussion. We liked it at least. <laughs> Um, had some fun with it. Um, if you have thoughts that you want to converse with us about, we'd love to. Uh, we'd love to do that. We'd love to sit down and chat with you, maybe six feet apart currently. But um, uh, we'd love to do that. So come say hi to us, or you can email us, write us. Um, a couple of uh, announcements. Next steps for us is this Wednesday night. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, we're starting our Bible study in the CLC here on Ruth. I really like Ruth as a book. It's one of my favorite Old Testament books. And uh, it's more interesting than most people think. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. Uh, Ruth, Ruth has <laughs> quite a bit of shocking material in it that doesn't particularly shock us for whatever reason. Chris loves that part, <laughs> but I like it because it's it shows. Well, I like it for various reasons. It shows an inclusion of the outsider who is takes on she herself almost takes on the character of God in the way she cares for her mom. Uh, and her mother-in-law, I should say, um, and then Boaz's care for the family as well. It's cool, but there's also shocking parts. But you know, we could make it a movie and people would watch it. So you can <laughs> you can come and you can be with us in the CLC, or you can join us on uh, Facebook Live. Yeah. What else do we got going on? I don't. I, do we got other stuff, Kathy? I didn't write anything down besides Blood that. Blood drive February twenty second. Ooh. Blood drive, February 22nd. That's cool. We're doing that again? 
We're going to do blood drive again, February 22nd. Um, I think the hours are from 1 to 6. Okay. Um, I'll be getting information out. And that's not soon. a Sunday this time. That no, is it's on a Monday. On Monday. Yes, we're yeah. doing a Monday afternoon. And some people will have gotten an injection by then, which would Hopefully. be good for their blood. And they're still doing the COVID antibody testing on the blood. Okay, sweet. Okay. So that's still going on. Awesome. Sweet. So, and then we have worship on Sunday. So uh, join us online on Facebook uh, for worship or join us in person. We're uh, wearing masks and trying to do the social distancing thing well. Um, so join us at nine o'clock and 1115. Uh, and with that, uh, we'll be, we'll continue season two next week, episode three, um, at 1215, tune in 12, around 1215, the lunch hour. Um, and we'll be excited to have you. Uh, with that, I'm going to ask Chris to send us out with a blessing. Let me play the music first. May God be with you as you seek to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Go in peace mm -hmm. and love the Lord. Absolutely. See you guys.